Hi, you're listening to Shadow Talk. I'm your host for today, Victoria Austin. We are in London today, and it's it's quite crisp, and cold autumn, isn't it, everyone? Yeah, summer's definitely over. <laughs> That's an, <laughs> a bit of a morbid <laughs> comment from you. But uh, joining me today to discuss uh, the weekly highlights in the threat intelligence world, we have Adam Cook, Phil Doherty, and Josh Poole. So welcome. Hello. Hello. Glad to be back. Yeah, good to have you back, Josh. So I think we'll just kind of... Um, I think we'll begin with um, the story published by Microsoft. So this is the news that they had identified cyber activity by a threat, threat group that they called Phosphorus. So Adam, kind of what did this activity involve? Yeah, so uh, reports suggested that there was a new campaign attributed to, as you said, the Iranian nation state group APT35, aka Phosphorus, whereby between August and September, Microsoft account users were targeted and these accounts were purportedly associated with uh, the an American pre- presidential campaign including current and former US government officials journalists and also prominent Iranians living outside of Iran techniques were used in order to attempt to take over targeted accounts uh, information gathered from researching the targets was used to try and trigger password resets or account recovery features so, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about there. Um, there's a lot of unknowns still, though. Like, there's very little information in the source reporting that suggests why they've attributed it as such. But um, also, I guess, like, why specifically Iran? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, we were discussing um, earlier that Microsoft as a source has to be fairly reliable, but... There isn't a lot of, well, they didn't publish much technical detail that they were using to back up those claims. But in terms of kind of like a, a wider context, the the figures behind it, I think they stated that there was 2,700 attempts of that, 241 accounts were, were attacked, and that eventually led to four accounts being compromised. So, you know, a kind of drop in the ocean, as it were, in terms of account compromise, but interesting in that if we are to believe what we're reading and uh, indeed Iranian nation state threat actors are targeting these specific accounts you know there's loads of interesting things that you could that we can talk about off the back of that so although these weren't technically sophisticated a significant amount of personal information was used to conduct the attacks suggesting that uh, APT35 is willing to invest significant time and effort into researching and information gathering, which is, as we know, typical of nation-state uh, threat actors. Wider interesting points, I think you know everyone is familiar with how election campaigns have become a desirable target for state-sponsored hacking. You know, this very high-profile high example was back in 2016 when uh, Trump was elected. But there are also some other less well-known cases. I think the Temp Periscope campaign conducted by Chinese state threat actors uh, was was another example of that, whereby they were targeting Cambodian government officials or entities that were in charge of overseeing election campaigns. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's another example of how election campaigns are becoming viable targets and it's not just 
you know, the ballot boxes themselves, as it were. It's like the, all the disinformation uh, campaigns that are associated with it. Uh, a lot of stuff came to light when the Cambridge Analytica scandal was uncovered. There's a really great uh, documentary yeah, on Netflix. It. that um, The Great Hack. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it's not... I felt like they had been kind of trying and testing these methods out on you know like less what less high profile cases right so i think there was a really interesting case in there where they'd gone up they or they'd tried to use their their techniques and their methods to influence the election in trinidad and tobago and obviously you don't hear about that in especially in western media as much as you would do the u.s election campaign um and we were discussing uh, yesterday how, you know, there's still no real legal framework uh, to suppress fake news. So this kind of, it's a really interesting case of like how the state interests and the geopolitical tensions that are kind of ongoing, especially between, I suppose, what backs up Microsoft claims is the geopolitical tensions between US and Iran at the minute, uh, kind of stemming from the US pulling out of the JC, JPCOA and you know ongoing allegations or each other accuse them accusing each other of all the tensions that are going on with the the tankers in the persian gulf etc so there's all these things kind of playing into into that on top of you know this trend that we're that we're seeing whereby uh, nation states are you know quite keen to influence or have a say in each other's election campaigns yeah, I think also if we just kind of go back to the the activity related to this um, APT 35 and we think more broadly about what they were achieving and this was, I guess, a count takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, their activity, I guess, was um, quite, I guess, not technically sophisticated, but it, they were, it was quite targeted by the fact that they were able to identify individuals in the kind of governmental sector and... and um, other individuals linked to Iran. So I guess um, we actually published a blog, I think in August, around the kind of steps around account takeover, listed five steps. And I guess the first step that involves reconnaissance. And you can see in this campaign that that Iranians had invested quite heavily or quite invested a lot of time in identifying the individuals. So, um, yeah, I I just think as a kind of more broadly about account takeover, this is... um, it fits into that and I guess if you're an organization that um is or or runs or owns accounts for customers you need to be thinking about how these actors or threat actors might be trying to gain and get into your accounts you know what kind of methods are they looking to 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 to, to do so Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I guess there's a lot of things that stem from this absolutely I mean you can't emphasize it enough like the information that you share on your social media profile is still a security risk for both you as an individual, but also for any organizations that you're affiliated with. Yeah. And that's why companies today are very um, verbal with how they, with, <laughs> like, t- towards their employees and being like, you know, be careful of what you're sharing. Like, you know, it's, it's important, especially if you're associated with the election campaign. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking, well, Broadly, but uh, Microsoft itself does own a lot of product. Do we know anything in particular about 
which accounts it was for like was it microsoft outlook was it, it was outlook it was outlook yeah okay. yeah i think that's how they've made the connection in that uh there's a there's a branch of the election campaign that like specifically states that it's associated with outlook or uses outlook i think that's what i read yeah i think um according to the news agents reuters president trump's official campaign website uses microsoft cloud that's the one yeah 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 that's where i read it cool yeah so yeah super interesting i mean you've got russia heavily invested in the 2016 one and now four years later or just under four years later there's a another you know notoriously capable state threat actor that appears to be doing the same thing so interesting one to to keep an eye on see how that unfolds so moving on we have new developments related to Magecart. In particular, we have Magecart 4, which has been linked to the Colbert Group. I think last week we touched on Magecart 5, so this week it's Magecart 4, so maybe a bit more specific <laughs> about week this. week it's a new <laughs> Magecart. <laughs> yeah, absolute clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, what did this, what's uh, the operation related to Magecart 4 then? So, so this week um, we've got a new card skimming attack or a new card skimming campaign. That was both on the client side and the server side. Um, and the reports have, have linked the TTPs of Magecart 4 in, in these campaigns with some of the TTPs previously observed with the Cobalt Group. Um, so attributing an association between uh, potentially two different groups is, is often done on TTPs, um, but sometimes it's, they're quite generic and quite general, so that, that attribution get, gets masked some of the time. Um, it's it's a, a lot easier to distinguish the methods of a group based on infrastructure um, or very specific types of TTPs. So in this they um, or in this campaign, um, the threat actors have used different infrastructure, um, and Cobalt Group have used different in infrastructure in the past. So we're not quite sure what what those links actually are or how how verifiable they are. Okay. And I guess a bit more specific about um, Cobalt Group in general. So they they first came uh, into public attention in 2016 for jackpotting attacks against financial institutions in Europe. So yeah. it, does that kind of link in nicely with Major Co-op 4? Is that so? Uh, skimming is more targeted towards the website and the payment portals on a on a on a e-commerce website. Um, ATM jackpotting is is slightly different. Um, they both could use similar types of skimming scripts, but the the end target is, I don't think it could be more different. Other developments related to the threat group Magecart include uh, updates around Magecart 6, which has been attributed um, as responsible for a campaign targeting online stores. Yeah, yeah. so another, another great clickbait Magecart attack. Um, Magecart 6, six were observed um, injecting malicious scripts into the payment gateways of different e-commerce sites. So uh, particularly those that use the Volution um, e-commerce service or the provider. Um, so apparently the attacks began on the 7th of September uh, 2019, but they've, they've ceased by now or, or they've been stopped. Um, I'm not quite sure. Um, but this sort of attack pattern does follow previous Magecart 6 activity. Um, but interestingly, uh, on the flip side, Mage, uh, Magecart 6 have been associated with or are the same group as Fin6, um, who are slightly different in the, in the way they operate. 
So Fin6 are notable for their campaigns targeting point of sale um, as opposed to skimming, um, which I suppose leads nicely into what we were discussing last week about whether Magecart are an umbrella of threat groups or are they an umbrella of, of TTPs. Um, so if we if we take both of them as an example, um, both of the incidents have an association to two separate threat groups, but both of the threat groups or reported threat groups have used different TTPs and different infrastructure in, in the past. So whether this is a development of of these groups, of the likes of Cobalt Group and of Fin6, into the way that they're performing attacks and campaigns um, would fit into what we were discussing last week about about the whole skimming TTP and Magecart being uh, an umbrella of skimming attacks rather than an umbrella of skimming attack threat groups. It's easy to get lost in the associations oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, it's an absolute minefield. It is, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting little, little development or one definitely worth keeping an eye on, um, especially if these associations become verifiable. Yeah, it'd be good to see some, like, solid technical detail yeah. published in relation to it, especially if you've got, like, significant overlaps in infrastructure. Because, like, like we were talking about earlier, it's just trying to map or keep track of this stuff and who's yeah. associated with what and who uses this tools and all the different names and categorizations and conventions and whatnot. Like Phil said, it's a, it's a bit of a minefield. Yeah. And the whole sort of the high-profile name Magecart, everyone just immediately associates that with skimming. But like, where 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 do all the other threat groups fit into that mm-hmm. that whole umbrella? You know. So yeah, thanks, Phil, for that. And then I guess other developments include um, news around a threat actor, Rancor, that has targeted uh, entities in Southeast Asia. Asia. So Josh, I guess. Who was targeted and how were they targeted? Yeah, so uh, the threat group Rancor uh, was reported to have targeted East Asian government entities over the past seven months. Uh, So specifically, they looked at government departments, embassies and other related entities uh, with a phishing campaign, uh, which sent out emails uh, containing politically themed decoy documents uh, that once opened installed malware that connected back to Rancor's command and control server. as far as attribution, the group hasn't been tied to a government officially, but uh, researchers found that several Chinese artifacts in the campaign and malware associated with other Chinese actors were used, uh, which would fit in line with China's broader strategy, so to have an affiliated group conduct cyber espionage campaigns in the East Asian region. Okay. Emotet is back. We've actually seen a resurgence in activity. So, Adam. Yeah, four months lying dormant. Uh, unclear at the minute as to why but i think some of the reporting that's come out uh, that we've been reading is is quite interesting you see we can see methods of distribution appear to have broadened going after a wider target list uh, similar similar methods for distributing it a lot of spam emails uh, and you know going through various uh, phishing vectors contain what one of them i thought was really interesting there was a we, 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 we reported on it becoming active again. And then shortly afterwards, there was a campaign where the phishing lures were kind of designed to claim that they contained a copy of Snowden's book, Edward Snowden's book. I thought that was quite interesting, trying to grab people's attention. Um, you know, it's clearly very versatile and popular malware variant. Subsequently after that, I think another campaign was observed using a Microsoft attachment 
that imitated the activation wizard, which is basically the program that is used to set up and activate Microsoft licenses when you install it onto your computer. So period of activity could mean various things. The operators were on holiday or that <laughs> they've actually been summer break in the lab. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you never know. Out in Marbella, just <laughs> enjoying some pina coladas. Uh, or, you know, probably uh, more logical one is that they've been taking this time to kind of develop the tool, uh, you know, plan new strategies uh, to go after new targets and new geographies. I think that's been kind of demonstrated uh, certainly in the first campaign that we saw it, it kind of resurge into and maybe develop new methods to infect users, which is also demonstrated in this new Microsoft activation wizard attachment that has been seen being delivered by. So is it's still, a, still popular, still... Yeah, is there a spe uh, specific sector that they're targeting? Didn't get anything of sectors. It's just the geographies. I think yeah. upon resurgence, German and Polish users were targeted. And then I believe the Snowden phishing emails were delivered to people in the UK and across other other areas in Europe, I think. I'd have to double check that. But Yeah, I think that the Emotet one as well, because it is so widely advertised on cyber criminal forums, the fact that we're even sat here talking about um, a period of inactivity and now it's come back again, that same, that's going to happen with actors again mm -hmm. so if they can see that it's it's gone off the radar and now all of a sudden there's a big re-emergence or resurgence of it um it's going to draw a lot of attention um so i think it's it could boost in uh or the amount of attacks that use emotet uh could significantly increase um just from this slight bit of attention it's getting at the moment Agreed. okay well um i think that is it for today so thank you all for participating in shadow talk it's a pleasure and as always, you can uh, find out more information by reading resources or by going to resources.digitalshadows.com. You can sign up to our weekly Insum, which has more information around what we've just spoken about, including other campaigns that have happened this week. And you can always follow our blog for any other updates um, in the space. So thank you all and have a lovely week. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs>